0: Hey everyone, I'm your host Stanley Genetic and welcome to the Landscape Disruptors podcast. Landscape Disruptors is a platform that showcases top performers in the landscape and snow industry and discusses all things related to business and beyond. This is a platform for sharing advice that relates to helping landscapers build successful and well-planned out businesses of their own. Viewers can expect a variety of guest experts to talk about all functions related to business, including sales, marketing, making better equipment decisions, and a variety of other topics that will help you be a more efficient and more profitable landscape company. You can learn more about our free content at landscapedisruptors.com. Before I intro our guest today, I want to give a big shout out to LMN Software. They're the ones that are making this happen. I've personally been using their software in my own company for the last year and it's a complete game changer for my business. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, customer relationship management, time tracking, and so much more. It's the true do-it-all tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is they have a free version which you can begin using today. Just visit com backslash disruptors to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's com backslash disruptors. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, you guys. We are back and today we are gonna be talking about marketing 101 for local service companies. Now, we do have kind of a big wig in the house today. We've got my old friend, Dave Racine, and he's with Punch PR, and they are a media and marketing company that helps other organizations market to the end consumer. Dave, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, Stan. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your company and the services that you guys offer?
1: Sure, sure. So Punch is a a public relations and social media consultancy, um, which is to say, we work in brand reputation management and, you know, really anything that it might take to, you know, to 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 bring a business and a brand, you know, to the attention of the people that would want to buy from it, work with it, contract it, you know, all those kinds of things. So, you know, I think, you know, when, when we talk about like, you know, I mentioned social media, um, you know, what isn't that these days, right? Um, and we've found ourselves in some interesting places. Um, with some interesting sets of experiences and, you know, we love it. And, you know, we love working with hardworking businesses. And I think that's really where we've carved ourselves a niche. It's been fun.
0: Where do you find the strengths in social media? Do you have any social media outlets that you guys like to focus on more than others?
1: You know, like, of course, you've got your Facebooks and your Instagrams and, you know, and and your YouTubes, which are very, very powerful But I can tell you the stuff that I really like is, you know, is some of the things um, where you're finding more people talking and interacting. And, you know, of course, Facebook has its groups. Um, And I love to, you know, to join those groups where you've got pockets of people who are really intelligent about a certain subject matter. Um, And then there's Reddit, you know, where it really, they kind of call themselves the front page of the internet. And I think that's totally true. Um, But from everything that's on there, I mean, you really can dial into conversations about, you know, like what it is people are recommending how they feel in the moment um you know i i really love the the subreddit um buy it for life i'm sure stan you're you're aware of that one where people talk about the products that really you can own forever um and you know there's no shortage of those you know those brands that you know that, that you probably you yourself have you know have have purchased from filson jackets to you know to boots where you're like yeah, this is a thing that I'm going to have around forever, and you know, I, I think that's that. Those are some of the interesting things that to me in social media is like, boy, getting there and listening to what people are talking about.
0: Okay. So you said Reddit, which I know nothing about. Hmm. I've never been on Reddit. I don't know about the buy it for life. I'm sorry. Can you kind of get us familiar with what that is? So just in case, cause I don't want to lose the audience at any point. Cause you literally lost me. Okay. Great. So I'm not, cause I'm not familiar with
1: that. Okay. So, um, yeah, Reddit is, um, a, a series of message boards really, uh, where, um, you can, and they're organized by, you know, by topic or interest. Um, but when you get down to it, it's, It's exactly like any other social site where um, you're you're having conversations based on, you know, either content or, you know, or conversation um, that's relevant and cultural, you know, media. Um, And, you know, you asked me what I thought was really interesting and, you know, what we're into. And, you know, and that's one of those things is plugging into where, you know, where people might be, you know, might be talking about stuff. But, um, you know, as it relates to some of the more popular things, I read the YouTube comments. I know that's kind of the first rule of the internet is don't read the YouTube comments, but you know, those are important because those are real people, you know, after they've watched your video, they're talking about what you talked about. And I think that's important.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. In fact, I I put, actually, I, I put a lot of merit into the YouTube comments. I mean, you know, you always have your trolls and haters and guys that have nothing good. They don't want to improve the community, but then you have actual people that do want to improve the community and some of the information that they're sharing. There's legitimately a wealth of knowledge. Of course, you've got to know which is a wealth of BS and which is the actual wealth of knowledge in the comments below? But a lot of times, when somebody's just spewing some BS, you're going to see that they get they get cut down right out of the gate. Yeah. But would you? What are you recommending? What is your number one marketing tip for a local service company that they can do to capture more work today? Because is that Reddit? Is that Facebook? Is that YouTube? What is your number
1: one tip? Absolutely. Um, Well, I mean, we should say that there's there's never like you know a, a silver bullet to you know to marketing, but the the number one tip is really getting to know your you know the customer you already have and the one that you really want and understand where and what that person is reading and consuming, and then you can really make a decision and go from there. So before we say the number one thing you have to be is on Facebook, if if your audience isn't there, it it doesn't matter how good you are, you know, on that particular platform, you got to be talking about the things that they're most interested in. But let's just say, I mean, we we started talking about social media. And I think that if you're a business owner, and you don't have your, your, your social outlets, you know, at least know what they are, um, and putting yourself up there, I think that's where you need to start. And then when we talk about budgets, we have to consider outside of the money that you spend, it's the time you spend. You know, mm. it's it's how much of your time are you going to sit down and think about and then choose to interact with that? Um, and and it, it a little goes a long way. We talk about return on investment, and I think the time is the investment, um, especially when it comes to social. I mean, you. We're, we're talking right now on a podcast where people are picking this up from any number of areas, right? And it's probably recommended through, you know, all kinds of digital platforms. But right now, I mean, it's, it's really about getting yourselves livened up on the channels where, you know, your best customers are talking.
0: You know, one of the things that I, I kind of want to chime in a little bit on some of the different social media because companies may be confused about, well, do I put my time into Instagram? do I put my time into TikTok? Do I put my time into YouTube or Facebook? And if you know the demographic of those audience, that also helps you to understand where you want to put your time, right? I think Facebook is an older market group. And I think when they're the older market groups tend to have more disposable income, and they're ready to purchase a little bit faster, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a 50 pluser, you are more likely to be on Facebook than you are to be on TikTok. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, if you were on that platform, is that your customer? Just the age demographic helps you to understand. And then, how actually involved is this? Is the service that you're doing? You know, if you're uh, you, you do hard, complicated hardscape installations, well, you know, uh, a, a wily consumer is going to do their research, and their research is not going to be on I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not trying to throw TikTok under the bus, but you can't research on TikTok. You know, and you're not gonna be doing that research on TV because there's the media platforms, there's lean in media where people lean into they want to absorb the information they want to take the information that's in the brain of the person shooting that youtube video and they want to stick that in their own head so that's a youtube is a lean in media platform facebook i believe uh, is more of social proof platform right and and instagram it doesn't give you anything instagram is the seven second flip through it It doesn't make a difference because you got seven seconds and that whatever picture or video you put up, it scrolls down and it's forgotten by the next person's video or picture or whatever. It doesn't. It's not a sticky platform. It just doesn't provide the actual relevance, which creates a conversion, which helps a business to land more projects. It gets them on the radar screen. It makes them, Instagram makes them, you know, visible, but there's no research. You can't, you can't do any kind of form of research with Instagram. You can't do anything like that. So really the relevance in a, in in a, in a platform where somebody may be doing research, you've got to understand which platform do you want to put your time into? I mean, that's my two cents on that. Dave, what are your thoughts on those different platforms?
1: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I like you talking about like lean in media and the things that you really pay attention to. And then, you know, how you come across it. I mean, you just said like, you know, it, it, you, you start following a few hundred people on Instagram and you're right, like that timeline flips through really quickly, um, you know. And then the point about research is, you can go to a profile page and, you know, and, and, and see some photos. And maybe that's a little bit too of social proof of what's happened and things like that. You know, what, what kind of projects is this company taking on, you know, or what's this guy or gal really good at? And maybe they've got some, you know, some, some photos here and there that's asking a lot, you know, of, of the visual medium that scrolls really quickly. Um, You know, for, you know, we're talking about like local businesses too. I mean, it is a little bit easier, you know, to snap a few photos of projects you're proud of, you know, and publish them to the web. Uh, It takes a little more effort, you know, to create, you know, videos, you know, that, that highlight what it is you want to teach in that video. And in there, I'm talking about YouTube because we, you know, we brought that up too, you know, but you're, you're absolutely right. I think that there is the other consideration as well is the advertising plumbing that, you know, that hooks into some of these platforms, right? Like Facebook and Instagram have a pretty slick "do it yourself, run your own ads" type of ability. That also means you have an ability to lose your money very quickly if you're not targeting, you know, in the right ways. But yes, I believe that if you're if you know what type of geography you cover, you know how many miles of radius you want to drive out, you know how many customers you want to take from like, the next hundred miles away. Um, you can create your geofence and you can serve your best content to them pretty quickly. And I think that's important. I mean, I, I think, and also it's good to be there. And like you talked about, like some of the demographics of our, you know, of our customers and how they share, you know, I, I don't have grandparents, but you know, I, my parents are old and, you know, and they definitely emote a lot more on Facebook than, you know, people who are under 40. <laughs> um, but that when you're looking for a recommendation, the best thing you can do is at least have a presence, so that person can then share with share your social presence with that next customer. I mean, heck, last week I just booked a I booked a stump grinder based on you know on what my neighborhood app, um, which is called Nextdoor, um, you know, highly recommended. You know, stump grinding by Mike. Mike happened to be in the neighborhood when I called him. Mike came over in 15 minutes. Mike gave me a great deal and I booked Mike right on the spot. I mean, it's like I use it and, you know, I I, I love that you're talking about TikTok and its way of, you know, of, of creation too, because if you also have the time, try it.
0: Absolutely. For sure. I mean, if you have the time, do it as a fun experiment, Right. But if your dollar bills are on the line, you got to be real careful. And so far we've talked about mostly time, right? Yeah. Um, but some of that time can pay off in kudos. I've told one person in particular, they were asking me you know, similar questions to what I'm asking you right now. And I says, create a, a video and post it up on Facebook so that it hits your local area. And that one video landed him two jobs, which netted him $26,000 uh, just on those two jobs from one video that he created and it wasn't special there's nothing you don't have to do anything special when i started my own youtube channel it was all started with an iphone 4 yeah right yeah and then my my good buddy who ran uh he had millions of subs on his channel i asked him oh, i was i was getting a big wig i'm like all right what what's my next camera and he's like i don't shoot any any of my videos over a 200 hundred dollar camera yeah he says the my most expensive camera is two hundred dollars and at that point at that point when he told me that he had somewhere around 14 million subs on three different channels and this was a guy shooting videos with a two hundred dollar camera so it does not i've seen guys make the mistake they think to have a quality video they've got to have a five thousand dollar camera with a two thousand dollar lens And that is the last thing, please, if you are a blue-collar contractor and you work in the dirt, please don't bring that out on your job sites because the first time it tips over and lands in the mud, you are going to be very angry. But when you lose a $200 GoPro and it tips over in the mud and you pick it up and you wipe it off on your shirt and you set it back up and you're still rolling – And you can shoot another dozen videos off that camera. It doesn't cost you an arm and a leg and you're still getting your point across, but there's marketing platforms where you have to spend your dollars on. And now we're talking about, is it worth investing in traditional marketing or do we go just entirely digital based What's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think, yeah, that's, I mean, I understand that that's a problem for me in my business too. Right? Like, you know, traditional has its value for sure. And if we wanted to consider, you know, local TV news or local radio traditional, like let's put them in that box, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because I I do think that there is, you know, we we have customers who are, you know, watching morning news, you know? And you know what morning news is really good for is good for entertaining, you know, and good for information you can use, right? And I think there's something fascinating about like, so, and again, like most TV morning TV news watchers are homeowners, and I guess for for for, for all intents and purposes, our, our listeners right now are talking to people who own homes, right? Like you know, or or multiple homes. So, what we're saying is like getting to yourself into that 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 like TV news media. There's a way for any landscaper, any hardscaper, to find their way into it, and that's really through finding relevance. I mean, we're, we get news pegs all the time, right? I mean, if you live, if you live in, an, in an area where, you know, we have the four seasons, I mean, you're talking about spring cleaning, lawn maintenance, and then moving into the summer or into the fall. And then, you know, you're thinking about snow removal. Um, you know, those are things that like, I think there's big opportunity there for the local business owner. I think that you find marketing is a lot of times solving people's problems. And unfortunately, there's not enough people who drive the truck and, you know, do a good job to go around. And I think that becomes frustrating. That becomes like some friction, you know, for some for some customers because whenever they they want they want the driveway plowed, you know, at the worst times because they call you when you're out on the road, you know. And and I think that there is a really nice way to get I mean if, if you were to offer a local TV station or, you know, or even a local journalist, the opportunity to come take a ride along with me when I go and do my route and I've got to go do these things. Come see what I, you know, what what, what happens, you know, come see what it's like to wake up at 3 a.m. to prep everything, you know, and then to get out to my customers, like to, to show the hard work that happens there. Shit. If nothing else, that's that's enta- entertaining. You know, that's just good TV. You know, but for also for the local contractor who's you know who's who's trying to sell more lawn service, I mean, you got into this business because you have an expertise that nobody else has, right? I mean, your average homeowner is 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 taking terse advice from the local gardening store or maybe the Home Depot, you know. But what you have to offer the me- the the news media is those real honest to goodness like. Tips that are invaluable because you've been doing this forever, right? Like if your audience is environmentally conscious, it's time to start talking about native growth plants, you know, and it's time to start talking about better irrigation tips and things like that. And I think that's just one of those ways that, that your local person you know, can find themselves a way and a reason to talk to news media.
0: Well, I don't, I don't actually consider TV to be a traditional marketing resource. I think that's more traditional if you're Burger King or McDonald's or, you know, some name some big Coca-Cola or something. Because to a local service company, getting on there, you'd have to get on a local service channel. I mean, that's mm-hmm. typically more. But I think um, radio… Is a, is also a local one, and is that is radio effective? Now I've done experiments mm-hmm. on all of these things. I've I've gone out and marketed on radio. Uh, I I put one year I put thirteen thousand dollars into radio marketing just to see what would happen. Technically I didn't put thirteen. I did a thirteen thousand dollar job for a radio station. I said just apply it all to radio ads. I wanted to see what would happen. Okay, and I think I got one one phone call off uh, from $13,000 worth of marketing yeah. and it wasn't the first time that I did radio marketing I've done other radio marketing on super popular radio stations and and you know all different ones on AM on FM on all of these different platforms just to see what happened and I never got the ROI, at least for blue-collar work, landscaping, construction, that sort of thing, it just never panned out. It never paid out. It yeah. was just one of those things where you'd wait for the phone to ring, and you just don't know. But what about print advertising? What's your take on, um, you know, putting in a flyer or a brochure? Like I got one right here from the GIE that's just sitting on my desk because I need that information. Yeah. What do you think about that form of, uh, of advertising?
1: I mean, I see it a lot. I mean, you, and you see it from every, you know, from everywhere. Everybody who has something to sell is, you know, still thinking like, well, I've got to consider that, you know, that print part. Um, and you can talk about its shape, its size, like how many pages, what's too much? Is it a flyer in the mailbox? Or is it literally something you send through the mail? And then, yeah, what does it do on your desk? is it does it does it fit the corner or does it fit the round one that you know you're just gonna pitch the thing into? Um, and I guess if you're asking it to convert a business lead, I mean right time, right place, you know it, the digital medium is one where you're going to be found a lot more. And, I, and here's the other thing too, right? I think anytime you secure a media opportunity, whether it's you know an interview on a radio station or an interview on a TV station, You can't expect that to do all the work. So can you take that interview? Can you take that content that you just helped create and then publish that online and talk about yourself in a way where it's like, listen, like, you know, I'm the expert on this. Whatever the subject matter was that you got to talk about, you're like, I'm good at this. If you know somebody who needs this, like that's why the that's why the media talks to me. That's going to help. You know.
0: I still see people advertising in the local newspapers like those little free local newspapers one of ours is called sun news or whatever Mm -hmm. it is i don't even remember the names of them but they come in and every now and then i still open up the paper just to see what marketing because i want to stay abreast of everything and they're still filled with people going down you know marketing in those things i got hit up by the yellow pages do you ever remember you remember what that was that was a telephone directory a book they had paper that was that that form of marketing um One of the things I want to caution people about is I think those days of the yellow pages are um, dangerous Hmm. to small businesses, okay? Um, Because you are locked into a 12-month contract. And I want to talk about your contract terms here briefly, too, because when you start to pay somebody to market with you, if you pay to be in the yellow pages or pay for some other form of marketing, you want to be able to adjust your marketing demand to fit your seasonal needs, Right. And if you get into the yellow pages, one of the years I experienced this before social media was around, Dave. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was always big in every category, big in excavating, big in landscaping, big in demolition. Uh, You know, I had to I had to always you you always have to be number one because you don't want to be number two or number three, because a lot of times the phones don't trickle down. And if you're number four, you wasted all of your dollars. But now you're locked in to that contract but the problem is you are locked in anytime that you do a a permanent form of print media where it's a one and you're done if you have a 12-month contract you may only need leads for six months but you are now paying for an extra six months where you can't use them and there was a lot of times when my phone was ringing so much i couldn't pick it up with two hands right because it was ringing and i was just like i'm all of these job leads are wasted just wasted money. And I can't revert. I can't change. I can't go bass backwards in time and detract that media. So you want a media that you can adjust up and down. And I think that's where a little bit of of foresight, knowing what you're getting into and knowing that you have the ability to manipulate, you know, what's going on uh, really helps out. Um, But if you were, if a company had a really small budget, what do you think the most effective way is to spend that budget with the absolute highest return on the initial investment?
1: Um, You know, I've seen a lot come from uh, just a a really high quality um, news story. And I've also seen a lot come from as little as Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a specific example of something we did in the last few months because that seems the most relevant to the times we live in today um, with everything moving as fast as it does, Um, you know, but I think the investment was, you know, was under $500 in, you know, in advertising and it was, it it was, it was a video ad and, you know, and it was that the the content itself was published over Facebook, um, you know, and Instagram. And I don't know exactly where the leads came from, but I know that generated at least six times its value or like 6 times the expense. Now, um I think that also came at a time when relevance, you know, with the topic of that, you know, of that relevance met with the consumer. It was timely, you know. And the price was right. So, um
0: you don't know anything more about what that was. I mean, cuz that kind of sounds like something we need to flesh out a little bit. I mean, 6 times and what are uh, so you 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 said six times one of the things that i've always said is that 200 times is what your return on investment should be for a contractor and i've had people just laugh at me, mm-hmm. just laugh and laugh they're like oh nobody gets 200 times and i'll tell you straight up for years when i quit my uh, when i quit doing my print advertising um and i went to other forms of advertising I would always go for 200 times whatever. And what that basically means, if I spent $1 in marketing, that $1 should bring in $200 in jobs. But no, I'm a hardscape contractor. My average job goes anywhere from $5,000 on a little one. Right. To $75,000 on a big one for a residential homeowner. Those are my two averages. So that's a big difference. You got to know who your clientele is. I mean, if you're doing window washing, you're not going to have a $75,000 client unless it's a skyscraper or something like that. And are you even ready to handle that? So really, you need to understand what your return on investment is. But I think. I think if I want to add into the question that I asked you, you know, if a company had a small budget, what's the most effective way to spend that budget to get the highest ROI? I think it's on taking this little sucker out and hitting this go button that records your job site and then posting that on Facebook for free because you already have a built-in camera. You need the knowledge And there are companies that will produce videos for you if you're too afraid to do it. But those companies charge an arm and a leg is my experience. Dave, what are you finding about If a company wanted to hire a separate video production crew to come in to produce a few videos, how high end should those videos be? What price range do you think that they would expect to be getting hit with? And is that actually the best path for these guys?
1: Um, there's, there's a lot there. Um, and I'll tell you, like you, you made a good point in that, like that the, the, your cost is, you know, the cost structure can be very different, right? I mean, I was actually referring to consumable goods where, you know, where you spend a little bit and you sell up, you know, a few things at you know, a certain type of margin, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't selling products at a, you know, at, at, at that kind of margin, um, with that kind of, you know, that kind of labor included. So, you know, there's, there's absolutely that consideration, right? It's like, what is the product or the service that you're selling? Um, now, uh, yeah, to you know, to obtain that, you know, that 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 ROI um, through as something as simple as creating a video. Um, I think what's going to work best on a video is you know, you doing your job and doing it well and sharing a little bit of advice with you know whomever your 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 customer is, the homeowner, right? I'm not asking you to make your own ad. There's plenty of people who will take you know anywhere between twenty five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to produce for you a shiny video that is ready to go, and what ready to go means is you know ready to publish where somebody else is going to take your money and put it you know through broadcast and all those things right. So you're right though. I mean i i i like the idea of you know of, of the local guy you know or gal uh, to turn on the phone um, to identify, well, before they even turn on the phone, it's identify what they want to talk about. You know, like, what do you want, what in context with your business is going to be most interesting? You know, if you're, if you are doing a really cool hardscape kind of project and just the visual is dynamic, right. And the work that goes into it is very cool. Like, yeah, set up that camera and talk a little bit about it. And I think that you can do that in 30 seconds and people will give uh-huh. you 30 seconds to watch that. Now, is that always going to sell you the next $20,000 job? No, but in terms of cost and return on investment there, you're not, you didn't pay a whole lot for that. Right. I mean, it's a little bit of your time and the identification of something that is, you know, kind of watchable, kind of fun. Right.
0: I, I think, um I think, You can overproduce videos, which turn people off, especially on today's media platform. An overproduced video is actually a little bit better than an underproduced video. I've I've seen videos where, you know, the camera's shaking and it looks like total crap. Try to avoid that. Try to have a little bit of common sense. But you don't need a high-end 4K. You don't need a Bogart lens where you're in focus and everything is out of focus and sparkly and beautiful behind you. You don't need any of that. You just need to be real because what people really want to do, I think, is they want to see the real person. They want to see a connection. Do they relate with you? Do they relate with your information? And are you actually providing them with some knowledge are you expanding on you know question try to answer questions that you think they they might have now you're trying to you're like legitimately carrying on a conversation with a person that's not there but if you are an experienced contractor go backwards in time and just rethink of the questions that your customers have asked you in the past what are the most frequently asked questions And go on and start answering them. And I don't care what service it is you provide. If you're cleaning carpets, do you use soap? What's the process? Do you use, you know, high res or whatever water in it? I don't care. Just go walk through what it is. And you may think it's boring because that's what you do day in and day out. I don't clean carpets day in and day out. I do kind of want to know, honestly, what's the best water to use? I mean, do you really need RODI water? Or does that is that a, a fallacy? Is that a myth that you got to have water that has zero TDSs in it, right? Yeah. But, I mean, because those are things that you got to take yourself out of your professional mindset and realize that people that are looking to you may not know what. Darn thing about what you do, so start basic, start bare bones, yeah. show them show them that you care don't be afraid to show them that you care. I think that's so important, Dave, because ultimately when you remember when people go to a website, the number one page people go to is the about page, right They want to make that connection you, you, when they yeah. go to a website. They want to make that kill. Who are these people? Who's going to be coming working on my
1: house? What do they do? What are they like? You're, you're, you're hitting on probably the most important part of brand positioning, which is, yeah. Who are you? What is your undeniable truth? What is it about you that makes you the one that, that that's going to get chosen, you know, and there's no shame in, you know, in, in being good at the thing that is achievable. Like we're, we're the people that show up on time, you know, Great. Hammer that home. Remember that, right? Like we told you we'd be here at 8 a.m. this morning and we're here. That's I mean, do that. That's that's simple. The hallmark of what your business and I think everybody's probably at this point understands, you know, why they're getting hired. You know, like really think about that, because that's the point you got to keep pushing. That's the reputation that a company like me would want to just amplify. And that's it sounds a little simple, but like, you know, taking a look at yourself and, and, and your business and what you're really good at is going like, you know what we make, we make the most money doing X installation. I guess we're the X installation guys, you know, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. That's, that's absolutely going to win you the next customer and you can pivot off of that later on. But you're right. Like it's know who you are and really hammer hammer that home.
0: One of the things, too, that we're talking about, you know, marketing 101 for small local service companies, right? And we can't forget flyers and brochures that go in mailboxes, but you can't put them in a mailbox. Be careful, you guys. You can't put them in the mailbox. You can hang them on a door. And a lot of guys, what they do is they spend money. Now, we're talking about trying not to spend as much money. We want the highest ROI. And so a lot of times you'll see a flyer or a brochure, and when it shows up, it will look a lot like this one, bright, colorful, way too much information, information overload. There's dozens of these everywhere. People see them and it's like all you are doing is wash, rinsing and repeating what every other person has done. What is your thoughts, Dave, on going bass backwards in time and maybe doing a little old school oh. marketing, where instead of doing this, you take a black and white letter and you type it up, and you take your Johnny Hancock at the bottom and you sign it, and that's what you turn in.
1: Well, what's your thoughts? That, on that? That, this is this is why you're the pro man. I mean, I, I was going to bring up the thing is if. If you want anything in this life, you have to ask for it. If you want new customers, you have to ask for them. Marketing is it can be a lot of show, but it really comes down to when you've done a good job for your customer, ask them to recommend you. Say, will you give me the name of three people that you think could benefit from my services? And you know what? That's kind of cool being the customer because then you're the guy or gal who knows the guy or gal. That's kind of cool. Yep. cool. That's a cool person to be in the neighborhood. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I love that. And I mean, that's, that's how my business works. I mean, and when you can tell people and be honest, like, listen, I'm in high demand and I'm booking out months in advance. I want you to know that because I want, to, I want your job. I want to work with you, but I don't want to break your expectations by promising you something that I can't deliver on. And now we're getting into talking about being honest, you know. And there's nothing wrong with pure, honest communication between one, you know, person and one customer. I, I, there's there's nothing that's going to be replaced. That no Facebooks, no technologies, no you know, no platforms. Like if they enable a better one to one communication, absolutely. But no matter how many impressions you get by buying, you know a uh, you know a, a YouTube pre roll you know you're 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 not going to have the opportunity to ask for that business like the customer that you've just satisfied
0: okay. so. I love that word of mouth is the most is the strongest form of free advertising you can ever ask for and one of the ways to completely optimize that word of mouth is before you start a project you take a picture of it and when you're done you take a picture of it mm-hmm. and then you send that customer a postcard with them side by each and maybe it has a magnetic strip on the back so they can slap that sucker on their free refrigerator mm-hmm. and then whenever they have guests and company over everybody can look oh my god that's where it came from that's where it went for. And you just got your name on the bottom, and on, as far as print media goes, um, there's the two most powerful forms of print media that I've seen that actually works is legitimately black and white has the has as an equal return as a high end something like this. But one of the most effective ones that I've seen when I say it's something like this for people that are can't aren't looking watching this. This bright color for brochure with a tons of words all over it. I mean, we've got red, we've got white lettering, we've got a blue, whatever the heck this thing on the bottom is. We've got more, it's just information overload, and nobody looks at any of that, but they they will read an actual black and white letter, especially if it has a signature, because that it doesn't happen anymore. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that and you want to do something a little bit better that's still ultimately effective. There's a local guy here around in my neck of the woods that has some, I actually wait for his brochure. He's my competition, but I wait for his brochure because he does these things so perfectly. He takes a brochure and he snaps a photo of a job with his own camera. And then he puts the address and the name of the people on it. And his whole brochure, you just open it up. Doesn't say anything. It's just this job. Here's the address. Here's what, here's what it was. Just looks, just a picture of the job. Here's another one and 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 another one this is not a joke another one and another one and he's got like 20 of them so in his brochure he's got 20 visual references of projects that he's done so people can see what he's done he's got 20 actual addresses so people could do the research to go there to those people's houses that he's done these jobs yeah. at and it's social proof it's visual proof of what he's capable of the work he's performing and it's not it not overwhelming people with different colors and things like that because it's just very consistent small pictures and it's not high end photography so you know that this guy took the pictures themselves but it's just well done yeah and it just it feels very homey very comfortable and it's just yeah. almost the perfect way to 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 drive that home
1: yeah I mean that that's just. Proof that you're the expert, you know, proof that you can do these jobs in quantity is, you know, is is great. Um, I mean, pick and choose, but you know, of course. And I think, you know, one other thing that's just, you know, that that's a big part of our world is, you know, is is surrounding yourself with the other people that your customers trust, right? Like bankers or real estate agents or you know you name it right like anybody else who are some pillars in society where you know you've, you these these are also people you trust and this is this is where leads come from too right like again like it's 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 a little bit more it's a little bit further out from you know from word of mouth but it is it's it's you being recommended by 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 the people that you know that that who your customers are trusting with other decisions right you take a look at you know your home maybe you want to sell it A lot of people did, you know, this summer, right? A lot of people moved. A lot of people sold their homes. A lot of people bought homes, too. Um, There's a lot of opportunity for, you know, for business and change. When things change, it's it's an opportunity to, you know, take a new job, to help make that improvement, you know? Well, where do people start? they often start with the last person that left them off, you know, maybe that was their real estate agent. Maybe that real estate agent, you know, has, you know, a a, a nice relationship with, you know, the landscaper down the street, you know, who services this neighborhood really well, you know, like that can't be understated. Right. And that's just, that's just being a regular person. That's being a regular friendly Joe.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I like it. Hey Dave, can we go over one last thing? And I think that is, some of the different um, side benefits of the different social media platforms that may be out there. And, and what, I'm, what I, I'm, I'll just, I'll lead this one off and then I kind of want you to, to hear which way I'm going and see if you can add into this because this is a little bit more of a convoluted question. Um, now, if you, I believe that if you're a local company, your best bet is to begin on Facebook because you're going to be able to set up that geo-fence. You're going to be able to put some pictures and some videos up on on Facebook. I think that that's your best bang for your buck, so to speak, even though it doesn't cost you anything. We're talking about your time is money and money is time. So your valuable time should be spent there. Uh, I think your next bang for your buck should then go possibly to YouTube, simply because YouTube is the only – searchable social media platform, meaning whatever you invest in time on that platform can pay you dividends next year, the following year, the year after, and the year after. So if you are the best retaining wall expert in St. Cloud, Minnesota, you type in the best patio installation in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and your YouTube will eventually take all of those words in your title and relate that with your business and put you in front of that audience and you know, guys, I've said this before, YouTube is owned by Google. Google loves YouTube. Google doesn't like Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook at all. Okay. Because they compete, especially now because Facebook and and YouTube don't, they don't play nicely. So Google won't promote anything that you have on Instagram. You'll never see an Instagram video pop up. You'll never see Instagram anything pop up on a search engine simply because if you're using Google, nobody, it's not going to be promoted. And furthermore, it's just not searchable content unless you're using the appropriate hashtags. And then if you actually start to look at Instagram is great just to kind of get people familiar with your business if you're lucky enough for them to land on it long enough. But if you're thinking that your hashtags are going to become your searchable content, I, don't, I believe there's nothing further from the truth because in the old school days, if you hashtag construction, you had a million hashtags for construction. This is the old days. This is when Instagram first launched. Now it's got to be about 50 million. So if you hashtag construction, you are one of 50 million posts on that platform. Do you really think you're going to show up? No, you're not so if you are a small business it's great to have a presence on those platforms but those platforms may not actually be the conversion you need a longer format video to get the actual information out because if you're doing something like window washing or dry cleaning or carpet cleaning or anything you want to show the process you want to show what makes you different you want to make that connection and a lot of guys have this misnomer that you've got to keep your videos between two and three minutes. And if somebody's interested in a topic, they're going to be engaged in that topic for over 10 minutes, closer to 20 minutes. And the actual sweet spot on, for YouTube is around 15 minutes, right? And you can imagine in keeping somebody's you know, attention engaged for that long. Really, it's easy to do. Put yourself in that position where if you wanted to know how to change the starter on a 69 Shelby uh, car, you're going to watch that thing for 30 minutes if a guy's talking about it, right, Dave? That's that's lean-in media, man. And yeah, you may be cleaning carpets, but you're still lean-in media. Make it cool, and you're going to capture their attention. And when they're done watching that one video, they're sold. If they've watched that whole thing, they're going to look for more stuff from you, right? And then I think TikTok is for the younger generation. I don't find the relevance for a business to be there yet, simply because TikTok's not even a seven second thing, man. TikTok's like a five and a half second attention span. Boom, 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 boom. Who's got the next best dance? Boom, boom, boom. Who's doing the next stupid thing that's going to go viral? Those views don't count. They don't, TikTok views don't flip and count because it's, they don't convert and they're not getting the relevant information that a, a company can actually use to grow their business. That's my two cents that took me way too long to say it. Yeah. So what do you think, Dave?
1: Um, I want to take a little bit about what you said and you know, reapply it in, you know, a way where I mean, I don't think this is old school. I don't think this is new school, I think it's just the school. But like, I don't know that we can discount what it is the email can do. And by that I mean like if you have a way to build or you know, accumulate and you know and, and, and message to You know, the inboxes of your customers, I I just don't think that 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 can be discounted because it's, sure, getting email addresses is probably a whole marketing 201 or 301 type of thing as well. But like, let's call that a conversion, right? So you run, you know, you you run some things where you ask people to, you know, to to the permission to get their email address and you put that in your database and then you message them, right? And you can take all those things. So you worked pretty hard on a YouTube video, right? You got a few subscribers, but you've made some really nice stuff. You know, you made a, you did a really good before and after video of a piece of property that was, you know, <laughs> that was, it looked abandoned and now it looks beautiful. And there's your, you know, your, your 20 minute video. Well, you want to, you want to republish that or you I'm sorry, you want to like share that with your audience, push that through YouTube, you know? And like I said, too, like you, if you email, push it through I'm email. Sorry, yes. Push it through email. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, if you want something you have to ask for. If you want somebody to like a photo on Facebook, you have to ask them to like this photo. If you send an email and you want them to do something with it, ask them to do it. Watch this video or subscribe to my channel or or like like me on Facebook, right? And like those are conversions. Those are smaller conversions than they are getting, you know, the, the next bid. But like it's important and I think it's achievable. And I think with you know, you you open the old school calendar. And you take a look at the months of the year that you know that you need help in promoting things. Well, that's when your emails you know are gonna go out. You don't have to come up with something every week, you know, but something once a season perhaps will keep you relevant. It'll keep you top of mind, you know, and it allows you to re-leverage all of that stuff that you've been saying as well. You know, you spent some money on some time on something before, push it through, you know, through the email, and uh, you know, you'll you'll be surprised at what you get back if you ask for something.
0: Oh, yes. Give your audience a clear sense of direction what you would like. And if you are marketing to them and say, hey, maybe this, maybe our services aren't right for you, but maybe you do know somebody that they are right for. And one of the things that I want to caution, guys, is to tell people how wildly successful you're doing, how booked out you are, how well, you're not able, you know, whatever. People actually want to help the underdog. If they've got dollar bills to spend and one guy's over here bragging about how much work he's got and oh he's so overwhelmed or whatever and this other guy's going well i do great work but i sure could use a couple jobs (laughs) well wait a minute this guy's this guy sounds like he's he's got the world by the the hand with a downhill pull this guy could use a hand up people are going to go, I'm going to give my dollar bills to the guy that could use some work, the guy that could use a hand up. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't feel like if somebody says, hey, how's business? You got to say it's good. I used to always think that. And so then one day I says, you know what? My business isn't so good. I could use some jobs. Holy crap, Dave. Holy crap, when people would ask me that and I'd say, well, I, I guess I could use some jobs, it was almost like I stuck a little red cape on their back and, and put a red S on their chest because you could just feel I empowered them. You could actually physically see the change in their being where they were like, Wait a minute. I think I know a person. I heard a person that needs a job that knows a job. I'm going to look into that. What's your phone number? I'm going to have them call you. Wait, but no, I'm going to have them call me. Then I'm going to call you. I'm going to follow up. And I've had people just go, bing, 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 bing. And it's like, in my mind, I realized that if I said, oh, I'm booked out. I don't need help. I'm so busy. I can't do anything. That's an ego boost. That's not an ego. That's not a good ego thing. That's me bragging. And that doesn't go a long way. It's just weird how start to pay attention to how you interact with your customers as well. Looking for the the small changes because they have a big, big impact, a big impact, man. I've landed massive projects because I needed work and I wasn't afraid to say I need work.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, that's it's fundamental. I mean, I, I, you love that. And you get to question is, you know, you, there, yeah. I, I, you, the difference between bragging about being busy and, you know, and being humble and saying, like, you know, I could always do more is like is, it, it 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 subtly says, I can do this. You know, I'm going to find a way to do this. I'll hire extra staff. I'll do this for you. You know, like and, you know, and that you want to is yeah that's all we're really looking for sometimes is the, is the people that want to work with us as much as we want to spend our money, you know
0: yeah for sure okay i got one last question for you dave so you are standing in front of an audience filled with contractors and you are going to walk off the stage and you want to give them one last bit of wisdom the the most powerful thing that you can leave them with no pressure Dave. no pressure what would that be
1: um i mean for me in my world this 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 absolutely comes down to being as authentic. And this is, I'm not copping out here, but honestly, this is to be as authentic as you can with that audience. If there's, there's a reason why you're in business for yourself or running that business, it's probably because you're very good at what you do find that like be that is what that's the, that's the mic drop, you know, of all things is is to let people know who you are, what you care about, and then exude that confidence that I can do this job for you too. And I mean, that, that's, that's where my advice starts and ends is, you know, is the authenticity of the human.
0: Mm. Make, it helps make that connection. And speaking of making connections, Dave, if these guys want to connect with you or with Punch PR, what would they do? How would they do it? Where would they go? What would be the next steps for them to reach out to you, Dave?
1: Uh, best place to find us is, uh, is on the web. That's um, punch-pr.com. Uh, we w- publish what we call a weekly-ish newsletter called The Uppercut. Um, and that's just really a slice of all things that we find interesting, intriguing about marketing and doing business these days. It's good for everybody. Um, the What we write is really about what we find interesting um, with a little bit of a spin on a recommendation. Um, and I find that to be valuable. So, you know, punch-pr.com is where you'll find me and my team.
0: Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. And I want to talk to the audience. You guys, I want to say a big thanks to Dave because this was huge. He just took an hour out of his time to share with us is Marketing 101 and Dave's worked with big companies, he's worked with small companies, he's worked with me for many years, Dave, right? Two, three years or so, right? We've worked together. So I know Dave pretty well, so I feel pretty comfortable, uh, you know, trying to dig a little bit deeper and if you guys like shows like this and you want me to dig a little deeper with guests, I wanna know who you guys want me to dig deeper with. So in the comments down below, if you're uh, listening to this or you're watching this, Who do you recommend I interview? What subject would you guys like us to talk about? Because we're looking for recommendations for the next season of Landscape Disruptors. But that's all we've got for you today. I want to say God bless and go get them to every single one of you out there. And thank you very much. Stay safe and make it great, you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. See you later, guys. Dave, I'll catch up with you later. Have a good one, my friend. Thanks, Dan. All right, thanks guys for tuning in today and make sure you come back next week. We've got more expert landscape business advice coming down the pipeline. Once again, a huge shout out to LMN Software for sponsoring this podcast and making this all happen. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. It's the true do-it-all tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is they have a free version, which you can begin using today. Just visit GoLMN.com backslash disruptors. You guys can start taking advantage of the software that I've been using to help me create a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's GoLMN.com backslash disruptors. Thanks again, everyone, and see you next week.